It was good, Zach. As you know, I'm old and I'm a loser now, so like Christmas is nowadays are just for the kids. I don't get to enjoy any gift opening. My booty <laughs> gave me some solid. I have a new preferred jean company, some some spot called Page, P-A-I-G-E. Okay. They have really, really nice jeans, uppity, uh, elite level. So I'm there. Got some Lululemon <laughs> pants too. Really just the really best. just stepped up my really just wow. stepped up my my rich man game. Y'all gotta get it together. I'm getting better and better. Cause once I get started, it ain't no stopping stacking this broccoli cheddar. I'm Before we get into the show, I just wanna uh pay my respects. I know you wanna shout it out to to John Madden. All-time unbelievable coach, unbelievable broadcaster. Obviously meant the world to anyone that ever owned a Xbox, PlayStation, GameCube. Uh, one of the, the greatest video games ever made. Video, greatest video game franchises ever made. So uh, shout out to the legend, John Madden. But Joe, while we're on it, I want to ask you, who is the like greatest cheat code player in Madden? Was that first and foremost... Rest in peace, John Madden, one of my favorite Caucasian gentlemen. Uh, tough acting, ten acting. Actually have shitty feet, so I used tough acting, ten acting very heavily in my childhood. <laughs> feet still stink. I love that burn when it just hits it. But um, I got to say, for me, probably biggest cheat code is Mike Vick. I mean, when you we, we were hmm. playing with that dude, he was kind of like the Bo Jackson of Tech Mobile, comparable. Uh, putting up numbers, doing work. You know, it's old school Vick, like braids, you know, water bottle with, the the jewelry compartment the legendary bit. <laughs> jewelry that jewelry never was jewelry. Never, i mean with the smell. i remember being in the phone network and like oh it smelled like weed but then a day later it was like oh we were just bullshitting and like you know that might have just been the air trampoline that might have been the officer's upper lip so but definitely <laughs> and also yeah yeah definitely got to give love to randy moss too who was uh oh yeah another legend in the game a real randy moss was such a problem in that game trend defendant for me it was larry johnson and here, like, I think Vic is definitively the GOAT. People don't, people don't remember. People don't remember Larry. That dude had, like, 500 carries in a season, and then his body fell apart, which is bullshit, because he was so exciting. But I had a friend that ran halfback dive with Larry Johnson every play, every play for an entire game, and beat my other friend just to, like, make a point. You, he couldn't stop him. It was fucking great. So, so I was going to say, Zach, was your friend's name Zach too? Who was the friend? It, my friend Adam Lawrence. Shout out to Adam. Okay. He, Damn, you had a dry snitching on Adam. Yeah. Adam's living out in Vegas. But uh, yeah, Larry Johnson was such a problem that game. I saw, I saw someone say below Chris Johnson too. You could literally like pitch to Chris Johnson and completely reverse field because he was that much fucking faster than everyone else on the field. And Larry, uh, Chris Johnson, also a problem. So, um, all right. With that said, we can jump into the show. Uh, we got LeBron things, all sorts of LeBron things. LeBron James continues to wow us on the court with his personal milestones, but his team is not the best. And it's certainly not one of the best teams he's put together. Can GM LeBron get the Lakers out of this hole and win a championship, Josiah? Zach, when we look about at the GM, mm. There's so many like condescending names I feel people call LeBron that they really just don't understand how stupid that sounds. So if you're talking about LeGM, when do you want to say it was LeGM? The Miami time? No, that was Pat Riley and that crew. So mm. even when we get into modern era, we're talking about literally, what, two championships, like four or five finals appearances in that limited LeGM window. Who else is doing numbers like that other than like the KD Warriors? No, but I mean, to see the fact that LeBron is the youngest dude to get a rack, 2,000, 3,000, they're going to surpass every major, you know, 1,000-point milestone. 
yeah, he came out of high school, but he's consistently delivered. Mm. I mean, that's just that's work. So, you know, for a guy who doesn't have that dog in him, a guy who, who who's not a good scorer, guy who yeah. has terrible offense, just has one move, uh, you know, the stat pattern, everything. I mean, so what are we saying? That shit is impressive as shit. But what would you think about it? I mean, I think you said it really well. Just, well, I'll hit on the GM thing. But you said it in the pre-production call that if LeBron wanted to, he'd be a Hall of Fame GM if he really wanted to be. I, I, I think it's kind of a nonsensical thing. And I think it's truly a testament to how good he is that so many guys want to just always come play with him. Uh, but from the statistical standpoint and what he's doing, tied with KD and Trey Young for the most three 30-point games this season, even while missing a ton of time, that's insane. And he's, as at this point in his career, Carl Malone certainly wasn't doing that shit. Well, fuck Carl Malone, but he certainly yeah, we, wasn't doing that we, shit. We don't, don't want to talk about what Carl Malone is doing at this point in his career. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck Carl Malone. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that, that, that being said, it will take some magic at, for him to get this team to the finals. So I want to ask you, now, obviously, LeBron dragged a terrible, terrible Cavs team in 2007 to the finals. Would it be more impressive for him to get this Lakers team to the finals or that old Cavs team in 07? I think when you look at that Cavs team in 07, they had a 22, 23-year-old LeBron Raymond James. He wasn't even a senior at that point. I don't think Bron- – I know Bronny might have existed at that. He, he was just leaving it and creating Bronny. The ultimate, <laughs> ultimate leave, skating, skating. Uh just because LeBron is old now, which is sad. We've talked about it on previous episodes. You got LeBron mm. about to be 37 in a couple of days, still having to carry this franchise. He was ready to pass the torch. You got Russell Westbrook on the Scott squad. I love Westbrook, UCLA guy. But Westbrook's essentially calling LeBron a broke boy because he's making way more money than him. Way more. <laughs> way and it's like, when you're, and Russell's like, what you going to do, trade me? I make more money than you, broke boy. But um, <laughs> I'll say it's up there. I think, look, this squad hasn't played one I think complete game healthy with the reason being out to start the season, all the other dudes, Rona, whatever. We don't know what the fuck's going on with Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel went into protocol like five, six weeks ago. And we just like, they, no updates. He's got the super oh, Rona. Was Frank, was Frank vaccine? What's going on? There's like a lot of yeah. questions. You have, but Frank might've been the biggest anti-vaxxer in the crew. Like, no, nah, I'm not fucking Hurry with up. this shit. Me and Kyrie chiefer, but. Mm. Uh, it's yeah, it's not know. good. It's not good when people are saying the only option for them to trade Russ is to trade him for John Wall. And you're sort of sitting there like, I don't want John Wall. Like, surely John Wall is not a better option than Russell Westbrook. But the Westbrook stuff's been tough, man. I, I've said this before, but you want you want Russ and you want to love Russ, but from afar. You, you want to appreciate him when he's on the uh, someone else's squad and not necessarily on yours, but... I don't think he's the issue. I do think they'll work through these injuries. I, you know, it's not good when I'm like, no, we just got to wait for Kendrick Nunn. We just got to wait for Kendrick Nunn. And like, that's not good. But I, I, I agree. I do think that at a certain point, and I think the hardest part is you go down the list of guys on the team. It's like, who's going to defend? I mean, Stanley Johnson should stay on this roster because he put on a show doing his best to defend hard in that Christmas day game. But a lot of these dudes are just too old to defend at this point. So I don't know what's going to happen. They got to fix that shit. Zach, you know, my affinity for black men named Stanley. Uh, <laughs> the only trade, only trade I want the Lakers to make is one involving Bobo. Bobo belongs in Hollywood. <laughs> He's a legend. If the Nuggets are not going to appreciate what they have in Bobo, mm. disrespect Manu's honor. 
by not giving Bobo love, we will bring him here. But I love, I love to see what Stanley Johnson's doing. I'd like to see what Derek Collins is doing. Shout out to the IT3 who came through for yep. 10 days and really did his thing and now is with the Mavs. Yeah. But this team has to play one game healthy. So I no. feel like we're going to see a lot of backtracking in February, March. All the people that were clowning this roster, clowning the team, and now they've got a super squad. And it's funny when you deal with trolls and idiots because they hide like cowards behind, you know, masks on the internet. They can quickly flip their opinion. And nobody's going to be like, oh, such and such, 2267114, change their viewpoint. Like, no, they'll literally yeah. go the way the wind blows. And uh, so we'll see. We're going to keep these tweets. I'm rocking with Russ. I would like to see him on the squad. You know, Same. I understand there's Lakers. Lakers Twitter bullies to greatness. We saw this with KCP. We saw it at times with Coos. Saw it with Danny Green. So hopefully Russ, who's from L.A., who plays with hood Negro tendencies. Russ does have some bonehead plays on occasion. Negro yeah. tendencies, not from a lack of not having effort, okay? Yeah. Just hood <laughs> Negro <laughs> tendencies. Catch up on tacos. These are just things that you have to deal with. <laughs> it happens. And, like, I think you can't judge him until after January, February. That's where we've seen it before. He clicks into another gear. So I'm a I'm still gonna sit back and wait for that. Um, one more thing, Steph Curry, first player ever to have three thousand three pointers. I want to ask you how much how much do the Warriors need to be losing by at halftime for you to think they're gonna lose the game? Like, what lead is safe against that Warriors team, Joe? So Zach, as you know, lifelong Steph Curry fans here, uh, you know, absolutely honorary honorary co-presidents of the Steph Curry hive, if you will. A thousand percent, uh, you know. Just our dedication to Steph Curry has been unparalleled, unmatched. Uh, <laughs> safe to say, you know, you can scroll our Twitter. never any Steph slander, never any gentrification talk with the Warriors, none of those things. Yep. Who uh, would do that? Steph Curry's a legend. I, so I was watching the game last night. They were down without Draymond, like 24-26 at halftime. And at no point was it like, oh, they can't. That's like an insurmountable lead. It was just like, mm. yeah, they got Steph. Like, anything is possible. I think that's a testament to his greatness. This squad, I think, legitimately needs to be down like 39 points at half to safely be like, all right, they're not going to win this game. Yeah, um, I completely agree. I think it's got to be at least above 22 for you to be like, yeah, this is over. Because it's just, it's one of those things. It's like you blink and all of a sudden Steph's hit three threes. He's shimmying and your lead's fucking gone. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Joe, I really wanted your opinion on this. Uh, Jordan Woods' boyfriend was calling Russell Westbrook a stat chaser. Uh, obviously our friend of the program, Haley O'Shaughnessy had something to say about that, pointing out that at a time, uh, Jordan's boyfriend had a coach on the roster that would basically hand him stat sheets to explain where he was at within the games. Uh, one shout out to Aiden Ross, man. Like that dude has had the craziest come up over the last two years. And to who, who is Aiden Ross? I'm, I'm trying to figure out who, the, who he is, and I don't want to be rude, but you know I'm no, watching no, all of that. So who, no, you're him. fine. He's a Twitch streamer who okay. has a clip that went very viral of him playing with Bronny where LeBron hopped on the headset, and he was the kid that was, like, freaking out. Ever since then, he's been doing these videos where he'll have guys come on and freestyle, have people over at the house, and okay. he's just carved out, like, a nice little space. He's sort of been, like academics for the younger crowd, but he's more dialed in on certain things. Okay, and, okay. Uh, so that's kind of his role, but it's wild that he has cat on and they're breaking stuff like this. I, do you have thoughts? I think cats a really nice guy. I just don't think this is his role. Like, don't do this, dude. Do you the, the nice guy in the league. Don't be this, you know? So this is, this is the thing, Zach. And when you see the first clip, it was obviously cut to be inflammatory and make, make Russ look bad. 
I yeah. think the problem, and I, I've just never understood this kind of notion. Like, Russ literally made, took triple doubles and made people act like, you know, they're not a big deal anymore. Like, that's the debate going on. We saw Stan Van Gundy trying to take shots at Russ. Stan's unemployed, mind you. I don't know how many championships Stan Van Gundy's won. <laughs> I don't know how many triple doubles Stan Van Gundy's average, but not I'm just saying. So, you know, people are trying to get their shots in at Russ, and you can never fault the guy for playing hard. Like, Russ is in a new position right now. He's on a new team, right? He's, he's trying to figure shit out. He's used to being the man and having to go out and do that just because, for be to be real, the squads weren't fucking there post-KD. With KD is what it is, hard in that crew, got to the finals. Obviously, they're playing LeBron. Nobody would expect him to win in those situations. KD got smart, had to team up with Steph, Draymond, Clay. Yeah. So, for, but for, for Cat to be taking shots, when you got Draymond going at him, Embiid, like, you know guys are out of pocket and out of line when other dudes in the league break protocol. When Draymond's literally yeah. like, I was busting your ass by fucking 20 and you were still in the game. What are you talking about? <laughs> but Cat was actually complimentary of him. And I think, look, Russ is yeah. kind of just like a big target right now. People like clowning him. Uh, Russ traditionally doesn't play well early in the season and gets his shit together come February, March. We're going to see what's happening. The thing with Russ, though, we talked about before the show is you love Russ, right? Russ makes a lot of great plays, but those plays get outweighed by, you know, when he's doing anything like dribbling the ball off his leg or hitting the top of the backboard. And these are anomalies, but they seem to happen to him a lot. Missed dunks, things like that. Hopefully those things get corrected, but we're not going to turn our back on Russ. We're going to rock with him because he's a real one. And we're going to post no, Russ think, Christmas photos. I think I – think- the, and I've said this before, but the way that Russ plays is the closest, from a competitive standpoint, the closest guy we had to Kobe when Kobe retired. As far as being like this maniac-level competitive guy, Russ was kind of the only one that was out there that was just playing in such an intense and insane way. But I, I love it, and so I, I do think things will start to turn around. But yeah, it's wild the size target he has. I agreed kind of with what Draymond had to say, and to your point, Anytime guys are like flocking in to be like, no, 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 no. Because you know a lot of those guys usually just will sit back and let that shit pass. So that's very interesting. Uh, elsewhere, uh, most annoying player in the NBA. Giannis is the nicest guy in the league. And somehow Marcus Smart is someone who doesn't like it at all. Oh, oh, sorry. I got this. Giannis said, uh, I can't fucking stand uh, Marcus Smart. I don't think that's what, what did he say, Zach? Read his lips. What did he say? <laughs> What's the last word I he said? Even with the Greek little fucking pussy. I, yeah. bro, I, I, I don't think this is that surprising because I think a lot of people think Marcus Smart is pretty annoying, and I get it. Like I think that's like a mark of a great player. Joe, who who's the first guy that comes to mind if I was like, who's the most annoying dude in the NBA NBA history? So, Zach, when I look at it, I have to say that dude is Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Draymond Draymond up there in annoyance, but Dennis Rodman, master annoyer. There's literally a clip of him circulating on Twitter today uh, complimenting Alonzo Mourning's buttocks at the free throw line, but just staring (laughs) at him. You know when Rodman used to do the thing on the free throw line where he would just stare? Like, (laughs) What's more annoying than that as a human being and as a hooper? But definitely up there. Who you got? (laughs) Mine was like, I – I always thought GP was up there just because he was always talking shit. And like I, I, I talked to this a former Sonics player about this like just a few months ago, and he was like, "I told GP like he should just maybe chill out on going out." And he turned around and was like, "Fuck you! I'm an All Star. Don't talk shit unless you make the All Star team." And I, and like he didn't give a shit. He was gonna tell you what was up. And so for me, it was GP. But I think Dennis Rodman definitely is the goat on that. But 
don't know, man. Did you ever have someone when you were in high school or college that was like the notorious guy that was like very annoying? Do you remember like who was the uh, fat guy? Maybe uh, or obvious story because he just played way too hard. He was annoying as shit, Zach. <laughs> yeah. like, because he was a dude yeah. like you get a leg taken out because you're gonna die for loose balls and just do absurd shit like die for the loose ball when it's already out of bounds and like run over eight chairs. Like it's like motherfucker, he's already out of bounds, dog. You're making me look bad. I'm gonna get clowned in film now. There's no way you're gonna get that ball. But just seeing that dude on the court, he was a menace, fucking great player. I think yeah, significantly underrated for the value that he possessed. But that, that's my that's my guy. Mine was he played at Oregon State. I don't know how many remember. I've said this before. Roberto Nelson. He was like a oh, three point shooter, but when he would box out, he would do all sorts of crazy things. And like, cause there was a time in film where coach Sendix teen off on someone for not getting a ball. And he's like, why the fuck do you let him box you out? He's like, coach, he like caught me with the fingers the last time and not in the face. And from that point forward, we are, we were always like looking for it. And so like it happened during game or on benches yelling at him, but Roberto Nelson was tough to deal with. Um, Livy, Livy. All right, Sheesh Watch, uh, Jonathan's son. We don't. We don't have. We don't have uh, it's not the that. same without them. We'll get back to it at some point. Whenever the Omari on strain chooses to chill the fuck out, uh, Ja Rule's son looks more like Ja Rule than Ja Rule. Love Ja Rule. I, it's wild to me that like the Firefest thing. I thought he wouldn't be able to duck the Firefest thing. You know what I mean? Like, I no. thought that was a rat for him as far as getting invited to go to things. No. Nope. He was there with Jake Paul after the knockout, like, partying with him on stage. It's like, he's like Teflon Don, dude. Nothing sticks. Exactly. You, you know, know, I used to have an affinity for turning up. And uh, I was, I remember when that fire fest, I think we were both working at a previous employer doing a, a show uh, that was predicated mostly on football. And, um... <laughs> The shit came out and everybody's just like, oh, this is about to be lit. Like, what, what, ooh, like, I'm about to fucking, yeah. this is the greatest shit I've ever seen. Look at all these influencers and models and look at this great ass promo. The promo, honestly, when it dropped was one of the most amazing things I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Fast forward, cheese sandwiches and like Lord of the Flies and they won't let us leave and the potato chips on the seats on the plane. Yeah. That was Bro. <laughs> But he came back. So, whatever you're dealing with in life, just think about Ja Rule. You can come back from it. You can come back from it. Daryl really is the ultimate American story. You can scam as many people as you want, but you know what? You can bounce back from anything. I remember when that promo came out, and I remember I was uh, in line at Howlin' Ray's waiting for food there, and someone texted me like, you should come to this. And I remember being like, oh. And then I looked, and it was so expensive. I was like, no way. I, like, I can't afford that. And then I remember the day it all happened. Just sitting. I stayed up for like hours that night scrolling. And just, it was so, it was so delicious. It was, it was like the nicest steak you've ever eaten times a thousand. Just consuming all these tweets about motherfuckers stuck on an island eating cheese sandwiches with their wet mattresses, freaking out. Like, oh, what a glorious stretch on the internet that shit was. So, um, also, uh, and shout out to Legetro because he really made this meme kind of a meme. Uh, bot Koozie. We saw this going around. They built a robot with absolutely <laughs> no swag or ability to. Like, look, bro, this is not. <laughs> I hope the Jethro lives forever. I hope the Jethro lives forever, Zach. Yeah. But when he gets to those pearly gates, Bob Cousy's going to run that fade. And Bob Cousy's probably going to get his ass whooped. But nonetheless, Bob Cousy has to have to defend his honor when they meet. 
Bot Koozie. My, my older brother, Chris, shot I said he dribbled like a Kimo one. And when you remember how I came <laughs> dribble back in the day, I think this might have been like I came before he did the switch over. Yeah. Uh, dude, I remember the day we were talking, like, who's the old school player? And John, uh, John Legendary was like, fuck Bob Koozie. And so then we started riffing on it. He's like, I'm going to make a video about this. And then it became this meme that, like, Bob Koozie, just the ultimate no sauce, just terrible basketball player. Um, let's see. <clears throat> How much money was spent on this robot to average eight turnovers in a church? I mean, bro, terrible. I, I don't want to the, see the, these robots doing human-like things anymore. Right, go ahead. What were you going to say? Problem, we're not, the problem we're not recognizing is yeah. that this is like B1 of that robot. By like V7 or 8, that robot is coming in to bust ass and take names and ripping your head <laughs> off of your fucking skull if you get into face. It has no heart, no emotion. It's like Slava Medvedenko, but yeah. with swag. This is Slava was a happen. fucking killer. They're going to like go back to like 90s rules hoops, though. You know what I mean? Like this bot's going to come down the lane and someone like Draymond's going to just cut its legs out so it lands on its head, and then it's just a wrap. Like, there's no bounce back for these things. So, I'm, like, I'm just happy the bot's black. I'm just happy the bot's black. I don't know if we can call it bot koozie. I just thought about that. The bot is African-American. That's unholy. Let's figure out. We got to come up with a new name. You're glad that it didn't look like the iRobot robots. You know what, what if I mean? it was a straight, straight, if it was a straight, no, but it'd make more sense if it was a straight white robot for that. I think version six or seven needs to be the black robot. Like, look like Yinka Dare, build like Yinka. Get the shooting sleeves on it. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. Um, all right, and I, I want to ask the chat this as we uh, – oh, wait, hold on before we get to this. This clip went around. Is there a dumber way to spend your time as an adult? I'm retired from pickup, from flag football, from all this shit. This is – correct me if I'm wrong – padless, helmetless, full-contact football. I hope all these yeah. people have insurance, Josiah. I hope all these people have insurance because what are you fucking doing? Would you play this? In this? No, I'm not what paying what for amount that. of money would I have to give you to sh get in this? That my mom wouldn't even let me play tackle as a kid because I was too good looking. She refused to let me play in any sport that required a helmet. And these dudes aren't even wearing helmets. <laughs> this I'm not is touching such a it. dumb sport, dude. Oh, my God. These hits are so bad. I just don't get it. Because I remember there was like an argument where they're like, take pads off football players, helmets off football players. It'll slow them down. They can't hit as hard. And it's like, nah, that they will. There's still the blood loss there. They will hit each other. So, you know, shot. Um, all right. Last thing I want to ask, I want to ask you and the chat this. Is New Year's trash? Jack, so I was, I was watching a, um, a little special on Times Square. Yeah. Uh, and I've never done it, never thought of doing it. You know me, like, you know, it's kind of reminds me of Coachella. Like, everybody's trying to rush to be on the stage. Everybody's drunk. And the thing where people who don't go to Coachella don't realize is at some point you have to piss, right? You're drunk, drinking a ton of beer, you're getting it. Coachella's in the desert, New York's in the cold, same difference. Like, there's people wearing diapers out there, and they don't they don't ever acknowledge all the bottles <laughs> they get pissed in, Zach. There's 16-ounce water bottles, right? But inherently, you have more than 16 ounces of piss when you have to pee, right? So you're literally, where are the rest of that overflow going? So you know at Coachella, after the headliner performs and the lights start to come on after Kanye fucking walks off stage, it's just bottles and bottles filled with piss. Water <laughs> bottles filled with piss just littering the whole fucking Coachella campground. And that can't be any much different than what's going on in New York. So think about the people that clean those pissy water bottles. You're not going to recycle that piss. Are you pouring the piss out of that? No, because somebody else pisses touch you. You literally have to cut your arm off or that limb wherever the piss touched. 
strap. Oh, I was at a festival here in LA and I had a friend who was trying to pee into a water bottle. It was dark because we were waiting for the headliner. It was Kanye West. And my friend missed the bottle entirely and got it all over some dude's leg and shoe. And I just remember being like, honestly, if that man swings on you, I'm not going to stop him. You deserve it. And he didn't like the his girl like dragged him away. <laughs> oh, it's bad. But yeah, fuck New Year's, man. I think the best New Year's I've had in probably the last decade. I had a torn ACL and was on crutches and still had a disco biscuit. And it was still a nice night, but it was still bullshit. And it was cold. And I remember the whole time, like, I'm going to slip and ruin this expensive knee surgery I had. My parents going <laughs> to kill me, but it's still a nice time. You're going to ruin That's the knee surgery. <laughs> yeah. Try to dance or some shit on my busted ass leg. But uh, New Year's just sucks. Except that it sucks and everything will always be good. That's it. Just, like, have a nice time with some friends. Don't try to do the club shit. It never works out like you hope. And uh, stay safe out there this year. Joe, you got any... New Year's resolution, anything you want to send the people out on as we finish up here? Keep, keep your asses home. Like, you want to start and injure – so you want to injure your wasting a bunch of money to go to a party that's made for an open bar where they literally gave you the Grey Goose but filled it with pop-off. We did it in college. Not yes. fooling everybody. Your dumb asses will drink it and think it's, oh, it came from the Grey Goose bottle. Got to be Grey Goose. No, they're hitting you with the pop-off special. We were getting that going, Zach. I know you were too. Don't lie. You know, nothing better than coming with the kettle and the Grey Goose bottles filled with pop-off. Just fooling no. idiots. I'm not sipping from this bottle. You are. Oh, you can taste the difference. Oh, really? I got news for you. (laughs) But, you know, so the bottom line, you're going to pay hundreds of dollars. So you're going to injure your shittily by overpaying. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be worth it. Like, you know, unless it's all you can eat, mind you. And if Bobo's there, again, drop the drop whatever. (laughs) And then you're going to get drunk and spend the beginning of your new year hungover off of shitty vodka and whatever that you thought was fire and cheap champagne. Toasting at midnight, making out with a girl with terrible breath, probably has the Rona, the Delta, and the Omicron. The yeah. Domicron, as we call it. <laughs> Domicron. They're going to work out. To the Domario. Why Omario got caught in this crosshair? He did not make up that name. It's just like Omario's from reminding his business being a legend. And now the black Twitter is literally calling Omicron Omario. This is, I try not to do it. I'm friends with Omarion's family. I try not, but it, the shit is funny as shit. I'll just say that. It is hilarious. Um, I got I got nothing. I think you nailed everything on the New Year's stuff. Just be safe. Be safe. Keep your asses home. Stay healthy. That way we can all enjoy 2022, hopefully. And no more. It's not going to happen. Shit, but yeah, we're fucked. It's not. The world's over. Because you guys are all idiots. Run. You guys are questioning Dr. Fauci and listening to Joe Rogan. Let's just tell the truth. Like, like <laughs> virologists, like 20, 30 years experience told you to do some shit. Fuck you, Joe Rogan said, I can do this. Oh, wait. Now everybody's <laughs> flooding the hospital. Joe Rogan said, if I rub elk meat on it, it'll be fine. It's like, fuck like, you, stop. Stop. Can't put a mask on. Mind you, can't put a mask on. They've been doing this in other countries for fucking years. But we, ah, uh, it's yeah, uncomfortable. That's going to work. Yeah, oh, my God. It's exhausting. Well, anyway. Here's to hoping we have a better year this next year. And uh, I appreciate all you guys in the chat for riding with us. And we'll see you guys in 2022. Be well. Happy New Year, Joe. Happy New Year to you and your family. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Be a Go Lakers.